This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. You're listening to a special message recorded live at East Coast Christian Center. At least you got somebody there with you and you're like, I got this man. Oh, I'm frustrated. It's okay. Let me, let me help you out. At least they were together. So listen, listen to this. The people that you choose to surround yourself, they matter. They really matter. I want to show you some pictures now of some people and some groups at our church. Let's take a look here. Uh, our first picture is Evelyn Miracle's small group. Let's do this. Evelyn Miracle's small group. This small group's been going for about three years. And if you know this group, they're great friends. They love each other. But as you look at these people, realize that they've got to have good times and they've had bad times. And who do you think was there for them in the bad times and in the good times? Each other. Let's take a look at the next picture. This is one of our men's small groups. They represent the guys that put on Monster Mash. There's actually four groups. We only put one picture up there. These guys are going through life together. Our Wolfpack men's ministry at East Coast Christian, they're going through life together. The good times, the bad times, the messes. Let's go to the next picture. This is one of our worship teams, one of many. I think we have about 80 people that serve in the worship ministry across East Coast Christian Center. It's incredible. But what do, you, what do you think? They just play music together and then they're like, all right, good, good seeing you. I'm out of here. No, relationships are happening. Connections are happening. Look, all different ages, all different types of people up there connecting to the good times and the bad. Let's go to the next. This is one of our a group that was putting on an event at our Coco campus. Look at that. Smiles on their face. You know, one, one person's probably throwing bays or hay's, hay, bales of hay. Is that how you say that? Another person helping out, whatever, right? They're connecting. Let's go to the next picture. One of our serving teams, they put up the family or the fall movie night at our Vieira campus. They're right there. They're laying on top of the giant screen that had to be inflated. It was like a 40-foot screen and a giant storm came in. And when I was there, the storm came rolling in and like all several hundred, almost a thousand people went fleeing all at the same time, but not this group. group. They stayed there. They cleaned up all the trash. They put the screen down and they did it together. Let's go to the next picture. Group of guys for the mezzanine on the creative team there, taking pictures, connecting, building friendships. Next picture. This is one of our serving teams at the Avenue. They're there working together. Who you choose to surround yourself with, it matters. Lean into those friendships. These groups matter because they accomplish goals together. They're there for each other. It's like the wise men traveling along. When you, are, when you want to remain faithful, it really helps to have other people around you. It really does. You know, 2020 is going to be a new year. Can you believe 2020 is coming? Like, I remember when uh, movies in the 80s and 90s would talk about the future. It was like, imagine in 2012, we'll be riding around on flying cars. Well, we're we about to roll into 2020. I didn't see that coming. But here's the thing. 2020 is another opportunity for you to get, get started, get connected. Maybe you've been coming to church here a few months. You haven't made any friends yet. Maybe you haven't made any connections. I was talking to somebody in the lobby that actually, they had no idea that I was talking about this. 
But uh, they're looking for friends and connections. Guess what? It's right around the corner. It's a hard time to connect right now with people because everybody's so busy. But 2020, we're going to be focused. We're going to be starting new groups. Serving teams are going to grow. We do this together. You ever wonder this about the wise men? How did they know about Jesus? Like, why did they know more about Jesus than the, the people, like the Israelites? Like, who were the magi from the east? It doesn't sound like a very, you know, Jewish Christian kind of vibe, does it? Magic, the magic men who read stars, astrologers? Like, what are these people? How did they know about Jesus? Well, I want to share that with you. The Magi were a group of astronomers and astrologers that formed somewhere around the 7th century before Christ B.C. They come from the lineage of Shem, which is one of the sons of, of Noah. They uh, believed in one God, but they didn't believe in the God of Israel. They didn't believe in the one true God. So they were monotheistic, but they, they blended their belief in God with occultic behavior and weird rituals and all sorts of stuff going on and very sinful, extreme sinful behavior. And uh, they were in the Babylonian culture at the time when a man named Daniel was captured and taken to Babylon. And uh, Daniel, through a, a process of time, he actually became in charge of all the Magi. Daniel was the leader of the Magi. Towards the end of Daniel's life, Daniel uh, went to something called the lion's den because he refused to bow down to any other God but the one true God. And he was thrown in this lion's den and he made it on the other side, right? King Darius pulls him out, says, oh, I'm so glad you made it. Darius was his friend. Daniel was then promoted to second in command over all the country and King Darius made a proclamation over the entire country that all will fear, respect, and worship the God of Daniel, the one true God. Did you think about that for a second? 700 BC, they started about 500 BC, 569 to be exact. That's kind of the, the best estimation we can have. Daniel, at the end of his life, at 80 years old, does something that starts in motion, not just the Magi knowing who God was, but the entire country. Over 500 years later, somehow the Magi still knew about God. So much so that they had searched the scriptures and they had searched whatever they could find to figure out when the one true Messiah, the Savior of the world, was going to show up. Can you believe it? Surrounded by magic and false god worship and the occult and sexual deviant people and, and a culture that was raging against the one true God, the Magi still knew who Jesus was. They knew the Messiah was coming. That's incredible. Your faithfulness to plant seeds today will make a big difference tomorrow. So don't give up. You know, we've been praying this year for our one soul. Our one soul. And you know what? Not everybody's made that decision for Christ that you've been praying for. But you know about 1,700 have this year? But don't give up for your one. Don't give up for your one. God hasn't given up. God is actually working when you can't see it, when you can't feel it. God is working behind the scenes. You know, maybe you're praying for somebody. Maybe you're, as a parent, you're praying for a child that you've raised and they've gone another way. Keep praying. Keep believing. Keep planting seeds. Don't give up. Do you know, as a church, we plant seeds every day to build a life-giving church that will last. 
You know, we're, we're looking at building this Vieira pro- building on a Vieira property, and you know what? It's, it's seeds that you're planting today that tomorrow you'll see a building there one day. But the seed that you're sitting in right now is a result of somebody else that planted a seed a long time ago. Somebody that put some work into your building and your seat. You are the fruit of someone else's labor that you've never met and maybe never even seen. Don't give up. Keep planting seeds. Keep going. The future is coming. And it's going to be bright. See, the best is yet to come. God knows what the next five years are going to look like. We don't know. But we can just keep planting seeds. We can keep following. And we know that when you plant good, good seeds, what good fruit is coming. You know, like the wise men, we're surrounded in a culture that is violently running away from God. Like in the other direction, full speed. Violently running away. You know, when my son was three years old, my oldest son, Reagan, I was reading to him a a story in the Bible. And we we have this awesome uh, children's Bible. We had a few of them. They're they're so good. They tell the story so well. And they make it make sense to even a three-year-old. And I'm telling them the story. And they're drawn and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, it dawns on me. I wonder if he knows the story is true. Because it's a cartoon. And I said, son, do you know this is a true story? He's like, nope. The story of Jesus, the story of Christmas, right? The true meaning of Christmas. No, I didn't know this was true. I was like, well, it is. See, these cartoon pictures are just to help you kind of see. Like, right? It's not a bad thing. So then I had this other thought. You thought, you think I'm going to ask him about Santa? No. I said, um, you know Star Wars is fake, right? No, didn't know that. Thought it was real. Star Wars looks pretty real, real, doesn't it? Especially on a 4K OLED TV. It's like, what? The Mandalorian, like, he's my friend now. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe you don't know. Mandalorian is one of the new Star Wars. Just look it up, okay? Anyway. We are surrounded by a culture that is pushing everything else to the front, spending billions of dollars to tell, tell stories that aren't even real and sell you stuff that isn't good for you. When you go into Walmart and they say happy holidays, do you know what? It's not their job to say Merry Christmas. It's not Walmart, Targets, Amazons, ABC, Netflix, Hulu, Starbucks, Lowe's, whatever. It's not their job. It's not the White House's job to tell us Merry Christmas and tell us the story of Christ. You know whose job that is? Our job. It's the church's job. And when you go to to Walmart or Target and they say Happy Holidays, don't get mad and, and say Merry Christmas. How dare you? Don't do that. They might not know. And you might be the only one to get to tell them that story. Say Merry Christmas with a big smile on your face. Hand them an invitation to a Christmas Eve service. Say, I'd love to see you at church. Tell the story of Christ. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. You see, the song beckons us to come. The song beckons us to come, which is difficult with so many distractions. So they said to him, it's in this place called Bethlehem of Judea. And it's written by the prophet. 
I think this is very interesting. The wise men showed up to Jerusalem. The star did not point them to where Jesus was. It stopped, apparently. They didn't know where to go. So they go to the King Herod. He pulls out all the religious people who knew all the stuff. They got out the Bible, and they said, oh, the Bible says, the Old Testament, that he'll be in Bethlehem. They read the prophets, the prophecy like it was actually true. So where do they go? To Bethlehem. And they found Jesus. Do you know, there's 300 to 350 prophecies about Jesus in the Bible. Did you know that? That's incredible. A mathematician named Peter Stoner in the 50s, which has been fully documented and has been proven up, down, left, and right, took eight of those prophecies. Think about this. Someone will be born in Bethlehem, born of a virgin, and will be sold out for 30 pieces of silver. Just those three right there. Jesus fit those. Who could fit that, right? That's a little difficult equation. So what are the odds of eight prophecies they took? It's one out of 100 quadrillion for eight. Eight prophecies. One out of 100 quadrillion. To put this into context, you take the entire state of Texas, cover it two feet, in silver dollars. Take one of them, put a check mark on it, and ask someone blindfolded to draw the first one out. One out of 100 quadrillion. That's the odds. But here's the thing, that's just eight. When you take that up and you keep taking that, you keep multiplying that, when you get it to 100 or 10 to the 157th power, which is now you're getting closer, that's a big number, to 300 prophecies, you get an equation that the mind can't comprehend. They've, they've tried. They said, basically, if you take the earth and you draw a circumference around it, that's six billion light years, and you fill that with electrons, and you pull the electron with the mark on it out on the first try with the blindfold, and it would take somewhere near 10 billion years to actually create that many electrons according to that kind of power and what we see today. Like, when you think about the wonder and the miracle of Jesus Christ, it is astounding, it is incredible. It is wonderful. It is the biggest miracle that you've ever seen, followed up by a man being raised from the dead three years, three days later. Jesus was born, was a miracle. His death and resurrection was a, was a miracle unparalleled by anything you've ever seen. But here's the thing. You've got to come and behold him. You know, the, 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 the wise men came and they said, go. They went and searched carefully for the young child. Go look carefully through Bethlehem. Come and behold him. For us, we, we must travel to Bethlehem at this time of year. We must shake off the distractions. In other words, we've got to remember, rehearse, retell, rejoice at the birth and the life of Christ. He's worthy of our searching, isn't he? He's worthy of our sacrifice. There's no limit to God's greatness. So let us come. Let us behold him. Let us share the story with one another. You see, 2 Corinthians 3.18 says this, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord and being transformed into the same image from what? Glory to glory, just as by the spirit of the Lord. When we, when, you know when the wise men saw Jesus? Verse 10 says, 
that they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy as they came and beheld Jesus. In other words, what does behold mean? It actually means to look at like with a hold. To look at with a hold. To take like a long, long look. To grab something with the eyes. To focus on it. And when they focused on it, the Corinthians says that when you behold the Spirit of the Lord, like as in a mirror, right, the glory of the Lord, what happens? You are transformed into that image from glory to glory. So the wise men, they looked upon Jesus. And what happened? All of a sudden, joy started rising up. Wonders started rising up. In the heart, things started happening. As you behold, as you behold, church, as you behold, our church is transformed to the glory of God. In your family, if you behold Jesus, right now, if you begin to behold Jesus, you are being transformed as a family from glory to glory. Joy is a result of our focus. The joy comes when we behold Christ. You know, it's so easy right now to behold the wrong things, to dwell on the complaints and the criticism, to look at somebody and question, why, why are you dressed like that? Why do you look like that? Why are you doing that? Instead of focusing on the Lord. It happens to me in church. I'm standing here and people have come and practiced for hours to sing. And instead of singing and beholding the Lord, I can get focused on a bunch of nonsense. But what if we take this time of year to do something so different and just to behold Jesus, the miracle and the wonder of the Lord. Let all that other stuff take care of itself. Oh, come let us adore him. The response of the wise men were incredible. In verse 11, and when they came into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and they what? They fell down and they worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When they came, they adored Christ. And here's the thing. They didn't just give that gift to Jesus. They gave that gift to the family. And here's just a simple thought. When you begin to worship and love the Lord, when you begin to behold him, you begin to give back to him the praises that he deserves, that spills out onto other people. Those gifts pour out. That love pours out. We can't help it. We can't help it. These gifts that the, that the uh, wise men gave, they represent a lot of things. And I'll go through this real quick, but gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold is, represents a kingship. Frankincense represents a priesthood. Frankincense was an incense that was often burned by priests. And myrrh was used for many things, but one thing myrrh was used for is, is to treat, when a, dead, when a body had died, they would treat that dead body with myrrh and other spices would represent Jesus' death. There's a lot of power in that thought. It represented, as I said, the worship of Christ, putting God's first, God first. You know, what is Christmas? We get a little confused sometimes. We've got Christmas trees and ornaments and lights and Santa and all this stuff. But what is Christmas all about? Christmas could either be the most distracting, exhausting, heartbreaking, or expensive time of year. Or it could be this, a two-day party in honor and celebration of Jesus Christ. 
where your love pours out upon Christ and it spills out off onto all the people around you with your gifts, your joy, your love, your food. You know what I'm saying? Like just having a party and it's pouring out to other people. That's what Christmas is. You got trees, you don't got trees. It's about Jesus. And all the stuff you got spills out on other people. And finally, this represents the gifts that we can bring other people wherever we go. You have gifts. You have gifts. When you show up, you bring something with you. And you know what? I don't always bring the best gifts. Sometimes I bring a bad attitude. But I'm here to remind you, you can bring some good gifts this year. And so here's, here's two things I want to point out to you. What you can actually do is you could travel light. When you show up, you can bring not all the baggage, not all the stuff from the past, but travel light. Leave the baggage back there. Come up with the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh. Come with the forgiveness. Come with the thankfulness. Come with the thought that that person that gets under your skin, that's in your family, you see every once in a while. You know what? A lot of times we see them through their past mistakes and we still hold them to it and they're doing the same thing to you. And we fail to recognize what an amazing person that, that person actually is and what they've actually become. And you forget all the good things about them because you're looking at it through what they did when you're 13 years old and they stole your whatever and blah, 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 blah. Look at them through fresh new eyes. Travel light, travel light, and travel with good gifts. Notice the good things. Come serving, come with thanksgiving. And our final lyric and, and this last thought that I'm gonna put out here is Christ the Lord. Christ the Lord. Christ the Lord. Can I have someone come up and just play a little bit, please? Christ the Lord. First Thessalonians 5, 23 through 24. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless. Oh, come all you faithful, joyful and triumphant. When I looked at that song, I looked at it through that word, blameless. Am I blameless? I'm not. I'm not blameless. I'm not perfect. Am I qualified? May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But listen to this. The one who calls you is faithful. And he will do it. And he will do it. Christ was faithful so that I might be faithful. Christ is our joy that I might have joy. Christ was triumphant that I might be triumphant. You see, I don't have to be faithful, joyful, and triumphant to search for him. When I show up and I see him, he makes me joyful. He makes me triumphant. He makes me faithful. I'm, you're not gonna be blameless in your own strength. The blamelessness comes from the blood of Jesus Christ who was shed for your sins that when you receive that, you are forgiven. You, like you've not ever done anything wrong. He makes you clean. You know, and so many of us hesitate because of our own mess. Think about Matt's mess. Matt's mess and Jessica's mess, right? But when we put Christ in the middle of our mess, we get Christmas. The Stahlbaum mess is a beautiful thing when we let Christ in. It becomes our perfect Christmas.
What about your mess? Have you let Christ in? Have you let him in? I mean, like all in, like all the way, not just come in here and clean that one closet no one cares about, but I mean, let him in, let him into everything. Like go all in, like give it all to him. If you haven't, I wanna give you an opportunity to do that right now, to let Christ in, to open up the door of your heart and say, Jesus, come and live in me. I ask for forgiveness for my sins and I believe in you, Lord, and I will follow you. If you wanna do that, we're gonna pray right now. If you would, bow your heads and close your eyes with me. And if you'd like to do that, just repeat after me. Just say this, I give my all to you. The good, the bad, I believe in you, Jesus. I ask for forgiveness for my sins. I will follow you. In this moment of prayer, I would just ask if you prayed that and you meant that and you gave your life to Christ, like you let him in, all in, I just want you to lift up your hand high in the air right now on the count of three. One, two, three. Just put your hand up in the air. I see those hands right there, all in the middle, on the back, on the right. Come on, let's give God praise today for that right now. Come on, Jesus, you are good. We love you. We thank you, Lord. I'm excited. Are you not excited for what's coming? God's getting in the middle of my mess today, and he's going to be in the middle of our mess tomorrow. Let's give him praise one more time. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. East Coast Christian Center would like to invite you to join us on a 10-day Israel Bible study tour led by co-pastors Dan and Matt Staubaum. The trip will take place March 9th through the 18th, 2020. The total cost is $3,995. For more info or to register, sign up at eccc.us slash Israel trip. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson, and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend, Mike Green, and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, will be out January 17, 2020. You can buy, stream, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you.
Over 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.